0: the story of a family. The Book of Revelation is probably the most exciting and misunderstood book in all of scripture. The Come Follow Me study for 2023 is all about the New Testament. The Book of Revelation sums up the whole New Testament. In this podcast, we explore the Book of Revelation in depth. Today we find out what the Book of Revelation really is. I'm Sam Bracken, your host. Our teacher is Dr. Breck England, who has spent much of the last seven years studying the book of Revelation and learning what prophets and scholars say about it. Breck is a professional teacher and writer who has taught religion at BYU and written many books on religion and business. He's about to publish his research in a new book, The Bright and Morning Star, Finding and Following Christ in the Book of Revelation. Breck, what is the book of Revelation?
1: Well, thanks, Sam. The book of Revelation is the last book... In the New Testament. It's called Revelation because it's the account of a revelation given by Jesus to John the Apostle uh, around 50 or 60 years after the resurrection.
0: What is the story told in the book of Revelation?
1: Revelation is the story of a family. More specifically, of an eternal family. The whole story takes place in a temple ceremony that starts in a heavenly family council and ends with the marriage of a bride and a bridegroom. Even more specifically, it's the story of our family. It's like a play that shows us where we came from and what's going to happen to us. We get to watch as the book takes us through all our life stages, from our premortal life to our mortal life and on to become exalted kings and queens and priests and priestesses unto God. So every man is an Adam. Every woman is an Eve, with Adam as the original high priest, and Eve as wisdom, his wife. Our family history is one eternal round, meaning it's the story of brides and bridegrooms and having families, from the story of our heavenly parents down through the stories of your parents, yourselves, your children and their children. Like, it's like what you see in the mirrors in the ceiling rooms in the temple. It's back and forth forever. It's an eternal round. A great French theologian named Jacques Ellul, who's not even a Latter-day Saint, he said that, quote, Man is the image of Adam coming from the hands of the Father with billions of possibilities, which are, of course, the billions of his children. Wow. So, Revelation is also your story. It's the story of a child of God with no beginning and no ending. Depending on the choices you make, you can continue, like the Doctrine and Covenants says, you can continue from... Everlasting to everlasting, with a family as innumerable as the stars, you can live with and love your family forever and watch it grow. Or you can choose to live forever with no family and no purpose
0: or meaning. So Revelation is very personal. You say it's about me and my family. Exactly. It's all about you. Where you came from, what
1: happens depending on the choices you make, you know, Sam, you've had to make some hard choices in your life. Could you, could you tell us briefly about yourself and those choices? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it was, um, as I've reflected on this, you know, I was, I was about 19 or 20, and I was, uh, I was a collegiate athlete, and uh, I basically had a, a, a meltdown, a stress meltdown, and was, you know, collapsed and hospitalized, and, and I started seeing a clinical person, um, Dr. Barbara Winship, and, uh, and Barbara started doing therapy with me and, you know, delving into my past, and uh, after she found out some of the horrific kinds of things, you know, being terribly abused and abandoned as a child, being set on fire, being brutally beaten, being starved, and just to name a few, and, uh, and happening at such a young age, she just couldn't understand. She just said, I just don't get it, you should be dead insane or in prison. I just don't understand why you're a functioning adult <laughs> and uh, and I you know what she didn't understand is that is that um, right after pretty much after my childhood and into adolescence I, I found the gospel of Jesus Christ and that saved my life mm-hmm. where there was chaos now there's order where there was lack of purpose, no meaning, no nothing. Um, there was purpose, there was direction, there was commandments, there was the atonement of Christ, which pays for, which pays for sin and and mistakes. And it just all made amazing sense to me. And, uh, now, now granted, I'll tell you this, I've had to go through years of therapy and catharsis to make sense of it all, but, but I couldn't have done it without the gospel of Jesus Christ that made all the difference.
1: Yeah. It's a great story. I hope we get to hear more about your story as we go. You know, you made some serious choices. You could have chosen the everlasting pain and and the loneliness described in the book of Revelation. But you didn't. You've chosen the everlasting joy and happiness that is also described in the book of Revelation. You see, our lives are like a play or a film, and so is the book of
0: Revelation. You know, you know, it's interesting. It took me, I wrote this book called My Orange Duffel Bag, A Dirty Radical Change, and it took me 10 years to tell my story. 10 years. And, uh, and here's been the biggest blessing of that whole thing. Once I got my story out, yeah, I really didn't need to tell it a lot, <laughs> because it was out, right? Yeah. The biggest blessing has been how many times I hear and understand and um, learn the stories of others. I'm just fascinated by what people go through in their lives because everyone has a story.
1: Yeah, and that's the story of the book of Revelation. It's everybody's story. Uh, Pain, joy, triumph, loneliness, um, heartache and eventual resurrection and exaltation. It's a great story, it is our story. And the central figure in that story is the Savior, like you said, the Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, Revelation calls him the bright and morning star, which is what we call our podcast. He holds the whole story together. Without the light of Christ, we would be lost in the darkness. Just like Revelation says.
0: You know, it's interesting. I remember being very young and doing, um, having bad things happen to me and being taught to do bad things to other people. And uh, I hated the way I felt being a bully. I hated the way I felt when I was um, physical or, or, or um, abusive to other people. And I found out on my own... That when you're nice, it's much. But it feels much better (laughs) when you're kind. It feels much better. Mm -hmm. And I can't help. You know, I wasn't raised in a religious family. I can't help but think that the light of Christ was teaching me all along the way. Mm -hmm. You do good things. You do righteous Mm -hmm. things. You do, and then you know what? Your reward will be peace, and it'll be the spirit, and you'll feel better. Yeah. And it's always made tremendous sense to me. If we if we keep the bright and morning star in view,
1: like you say. We cannot get lost. And he leads us on the way that leadeth, as the Doctrine and Covenants say, on the way that leadeth unto the exaltation and continuation of the lives. Now, Jesus is the central figure in the book of Revelation, but he is also the central figure in our lives. In this, this play of Revelation, I, I like to think of it as a play that we're watching in a theater. In this play, there's a curtain, right? In every theater, there's a curtain. But in, this, in this theater, it's called a veil. And when the curtain opens, the play begins, right? Some Bibles actually call the book of Revelation the apocalypse, which literally means opening the curtain. <laughs> I've always thought that was, that was fascinating, opening the curtain. It's from the Greek word apokalypsis, which meant um, apo means open and um, calypsis means a curtain, okay? So apokalypsis, apocalypse, opening the curtain. Now, this idea of opening the curtain or opening the veil is very meaningful to us as Latter-day Saints, isn't it? Um, For us to uncover it or open the veil means that we get
0: to stand in the Lord's presence, and see what he sees. You know, it's interesting as a kid, I can remember. I'm talking six, seven years old, eight years old. I used to ask myself, where did I come from? Why am I here? Where am I going after I die? And it was, it was just, I, I think that's very unusual for a seven or eight-year-old kid yeah. to think about those things. And when I took the missionary to lessons, I found out the answer. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was like a curtain opening. Exactly. You were sitting... All your life, you're sitting there
1: waiting for the play to start because the curtain is shut in front of you. You can't see what's going on behind the curtain. But this idea of opening the veil, that's what happens in Revelation so that we can see what's going on, okay? We see the play. We see the whole story from beginning to end of our lives. Now, lots of prophets have had apocalyptic visions, right? including Adam and Enoch and maybe Noah, Abraham, Moses, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Lehi did, Nephi did, and Joseph Smith did. In, in, in the apocalypse uh, that uh, the brother of Jared had, okay, he saw, quote, all that had been and also all that would be even unto the ends of the earth. So these prophets, they have the... Have the veil opened and they see the whole story from beginning to end, and that's what
0: that's what the the book of Revelation is. Wow, Well, It's like um, I spent a few years while, while back um, writing a screenplay, um, a movie. I have it here in my hands. This, right. is, this is like a Bracken the movie. Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, and the cool thing about that script is, like from the beginning to the end, not quite yes. to the end because I'm not yeah. dead yet. Hopefully but, not. yet. but <laughs> it's, a, you know, yeah. it's sort of the screenplay and rolls it sort of out to. Yeah. The the story it tells the story right. Right. Um, Why did why did only certain prophets have apocalyptic visions?
1: Well, we don't know that it was only certain prophets. But it is possible that all prophets have seen apocalyptic visions, but not all of them are recorded, right? Um, Many of them were. Many of those prophets we talked about are dispensational prophets, like Moses or Joseph Smith. They restored the gospel after a long period of apostasy. So they needed to understand the whole plan of God firsthand so they could teach it to others who had never heard of it before. And that's why certain prophets have recorded their apocalyptic visions. Okay, So that's, that's why that is so. Some, some of those visions are recorded in the scriptures. Uh, interestingly enough, some are not. Uh, they're recorded somewhere else. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Like uh, one of the interesting things that's happened in archaeology in the last century or so is the discovery of many apocalyptic stories, supposedly written by prophets, but they're not in the Bible. Um, they are they're literally have been dug up from the ground. We all know about, the, say, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Well, there are apocalyptic books in those Dead Sea Scrolls, like the Book of Enoch, for example. Uh, or in in uh, Egypt, there was a place called Nag Hammadi where they literally dug a book up out of the ground and it contained all these apocalyptic stories that were supposedly written by prophets. We don't think they actually were, but we think that they are uh, sort of versions of very, very old apocalyptic stories that may have been told by prophets. Um, these these, these uh, stories are being dug out of the ground all the time, and, and some of them are like 2,000 years old. Okay.
0: Wow. wow.
1: Well, the funny thing is that apocalyptic stories, whether they're in the scriptures or not, sound a lot like the temple endowment ceremony. When you think about it, think about it. The temple endowment is an apocalypse. Wow! Don't they show you the whole plan of God from beginning to end? They do. They do. Don't they open the veil and show you things that you can't see anywhere else? They do. Okay. For example, one of one of these um, stories they've dug up at uh, uh, is called the Book of Enoch. Actually, there are three versions of it, and in this Book of Enoch. He has a vision, an angel named Michael. We know him by the name of Adam. Okay. Michael takes Enoch by the right hand and, quote, he says, he lifted me up and led me out into all the secrets of God, all the secrets of righteousness. Well, that's cool, okay? That sounds familiar to me as a Latter-day Saint. Me too. As a And there's another one called the Testament. Of Abraham. That's not in our scriptures, but it's been literally dug up out of the ground. And in that book, The Testament of Abraham, uh, Michael, the angel again, right, shows Abraham the whole story of God's plan from creation onward. And, and it all ends in a prayer circle, <laughs> which I think is very, very interesting. Um, there's another one, another um, apocalyptic book that's literally been dug up called The Testament of the Twelve Patriarchs. It's sort of the story of each of the Twelve Sons of Jacob. And each one of them, they undergo pretty much the same experience. Angels come and wash them, anoint them, robe them, give them new names. And these are just some examples of apocalypse stories that have come to light only recently. They they whisper out of the ground, out of the dust, okay? Now, this this is crucial. The same thing happens to John in the book of Revelation. Think about it. Various angels, including Michael, okay, act as guides for John through the book of Revelation, through, through his experience. Uh, So Revelation is like the scenes from a play that help us understand the covenants we're making. For example, people in the book of Revelation, people are washed, anointed, clothed, and given a new name. And then the Lord explains each covenant along with, with blessings that go with that covenant. Then, after that, certain events that are part of the plan of salvation are presented like in a play. So you see the council in heaven. You see the great tribulation of Adam and Eve, uh, of all human beings after the fall. You see apostasy happen. You see restoration happen and so
0: forth. You know, that makes, that makes profound sense. Um, profound sense. So the temple ceremony... Is in the book of Revelation. It is.
1: The book of Revelation is a temple ceremony, as John knew it. Now, you can't understand Revelation, I think, and I want to emphasize this point. You cannot understand the book of Revelation unless you understand the temple. And that's what we're going to talk about in our next podcast, which we call Revelation and the Temple.
0: Wow. Wow. You know, I I I've always valued and understood that the importance of individuals and their stories. But what I love about what we've talked about today is the we're talking about the story of the human family. It's true. And all of more, all of mortal existence, all the children of God. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's powerful, powerful truth, man. Thanks so much for sharing that with us today. Thank you, Sam.